Hey everybody, it's episode 375 again. Hey! Hey! It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2021. I am Chris. With me is Druton. It's Tuesday. It is. <laughs> and Richie. Walnut, whatever you want to be called. Uh, I forget. Yeah. Richard. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Richard T. Yes, yes, I'm here. I wasn't listening to you, so I wasn't sure if I could correct you any any further beyond just it being Tuesday. Um, they, he did say it was the 19th, which is accurate. Okay. Honestly, I forgot that I said Wednesday even when I agreed with you it was Tuesday. I <laughs> thought you were I thought you were doing a bombcast thing. Nope. Well, fuck me. Also, Rich, did you really I mean, not stop your zen, your your audacity recording? Am I just gonna have to cut no, the first two minutes? Yeah, man, what an That's asshole! So I gave you the time. <laughs> so I gave you the timestamp. Wow, this fucking guy over here. I did the same thing last week. Oh man, last week the time Last week's episode might be completely fucked because I did not catch it last week. I, uh, I wrote, um, I, th- I wrote that it was like the the clap was X amount of time in because we started and then dropped before we even clapped. Oh, like okay, yeah, that's not as bad because there's only one clap, so it's a little bit easier to line up. Because I actually just when I'm lining us up, I just look for that that kind of spike um, within the first yeah. like minute or so. Yeah. But knowing that you have two claps, um, I will have to keep that in mind tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> how are you guys doing? Oh, better this week. That's good. You know, no longer fighting a probably sinus infection or just extreme allergies. Still having residual effects, but mostly fine. Oh, man. So, Drew, how was, yes. uh, how was the flyers? Uh, really cool. The seats way up top are really nice in that uh, new revolutionary row. And the assembly room, which is standing room only. Oh, wait. So it's standing room only, but they have seats? So, yeah, there's a row of seats that are is called Revolutionary Row. There's then also, like, a section of, like, private, private-ish, like, seating areas uh, that also then have, like, a TV and stuff built into it. Looks pretty cool. I forget what those are called. They have a name. If I looked on the seating chart, I would see it real fast, but... Um, but then, yeah, then there's just a whole big standing room only area and like, there's like a, I guess a bar is the only way to, the best way to describe it, like right behind the seats where you can stand and lean and put like your drink or whatever on. Is that new or has that, has that section been there for a while? I think it was supposed to open in 2020. Oh yeah. Okay. So yes, it's new. <laughs> uh, I I I can't a hundred percent remember if it was there for the like twenty nineteen twenty season or not, but it's it's definitely either brand new or super recent, one way or the other. But then like with the standing room only area, there is a shit ton of spots to like just sit down. Like you can't see the ice from any of the like sitting, but there's like big couches and like big leather chairs like fake fireplaces and shit so like you could stand up watch the game and then when they take like the tv timeouts or whatever go sit down or there was a whole section i want to say it's like the bet rivers casino area that just had giant screens showing like the baseball games monday night football that was going on i think the game that was going on but the only time i ever looked over there was during commercial break so i don't know um okay and just whatever else and then you could stand up and turn around and walk two steps and see the ice <laughs> that's how, i mean that's actually pretty cool was it yeah. like a, it was like a good view up there oh it was an amazing view like you're not too far it, it, it didn't feel like you were too high up 
you're kind of over the last few rows of the upper level. So it's not like you're as far back against the wall as like the last two rows of the upper level. Okay. But like you can see the whole ice. We were kind of to the corner. I thought we were going to be more center ice when I picked the tickets, but maybe maybe they didn't give me the ones I had originally picked or whatever, but we were kind of in the corner so you just could see the whole ice without having to turn at all. But Okay. That's not And then that, we'll be back there nice. tomorrow night in I think yeah, almost I would, the exact I same seats. seats where I don't have to <laughs> Look and, or like move my head base. Just sit there and watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I drop off. How much? If you don't mind me asking, how much were those tickets up there? He does mind you asking because he dropped. Oh, did yep. he? There we go. Oh no, there he is. So, uh, sorry, I didn't. Uh, did you ask something after I said? Well, yeah, I'll be there, you're, there you're all sorts of auto tuned. I'd asked if you were um, how much the tickets were. If you didn't mind me asking, uh, it varies from game to game. Oh god damn it! I'm just gonna keep talking. Uh, okay, I was about to say I'm just gonna keep talking because it's recording. It varies from game to game. The game we went to on Monday was 65, 66, something like that. Thursday or Wednesday is like 80. I've seen it go as high as 100. The standing room only is only 25, though. So there's that. The hell was the thing that popped up? Well, you know what? Let's. I'm going to rearrange this fucking thing then. Uh, while I'm doing that, what's on the agenda? Uh, well, on the agenda today, uh, Cobb, I'm guessing you went and saw Halloween Kills. I didn't have to go uh, see it. I didn't have to leave the house. Oh, you you just you you saw it at your own home, which is nice. Yes. Um, but we'll t- we'll discuss some Metroid while uh, Jordan figures out his uh, internet issues. We'll talk about Halloween Kills. Uh, me and Cobb made it through episode nine at, or episode eight at least of Squid Games. I made it through all of it, but we'll only get up to episode eight. Um, then there the voices, which I have no idea what that is. And then it seems like Cobb has just a random question to ask us. Yeah, th- those things sound accurate from what I typed on this uh, document like 15 minutes ago, because boy, was it a fucking day today and all weekend. I w- so I might be a little out of it. I worked all weekend. Uh, oh, that's that's always fun. Yeah, so I haven't had a day off since last week. And then I, I was I was on site dealing with just bullshit all day today. I literally got home five minutes before um, I sent invites. Okay, yeah. I, um... I had to help Eric with his kitchen on Saturday, and then I had to bake and stuff for a party afterwards. So I was dead on Sunday. I literally slept most of the day. I was that exhausted. So I can understand how you feel being a little off having worked so much. Yeah, but that said, uh, what do you have to say about Metroid? The game can be a pain in the ass sometimes. Oh, fuck yeah, it can. I literally, probably the last 45 minutes or an hour of my play session yesterday... I was just constantly yelling, where the fuck do I go? Where the fuck do I go? The game tells Because I was lost. I mean, it, yeah, it says go to your ship, but like... Yeah, you just need to get it, you, you just need to get out of the underground and get to your ship. Like, how hard is that? Yeah, but like, I, you're... When I ended, I just got the gravity suit. Or, okay. Or just had, like, like, or had it for like a very little bit. And the problem was, before getting the gravity suit, you get the, uh, the charge missile. The, the storm missile? Yes. Um, after getting the storm missile and then getting the screw jump, the, like the continual jump, the space jump, that's what Yeah, space is. jump. I had no idea what the fuck to do. So, I, Adam does give you hints when you do, like, go into those rooms and talk, like, during the ones that you talk to him, but I think I got mm-hmm. lucky with that part. Um, getting from the missiles, um, because if I remember correctly... Were the storm missiles the... That was the Emmy, I think, for that section, right? No, or was that a separate boss? Missiles, 
the ice missiles was the Emmy. The storm missiles was the uh, was the X boss. Oh right, the like it was like the big beetle thing that then turned into just like a blob that you had to just blast away, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then and the uh, the the space jump was uh, just a pickup. Right. Yeah. It was an on map pickup. And what you needed, you needed to get the storm missiles in order to open up the door to get to the space jump. Uh, and then you needed the space jump in order to fight the Emmy and get the ice missiles. But then after you did all that, or you might have had the ice missiles you, before. Yeah, you get the I ice missiles remember. before that. But you have to, you need the space jump to go back to the zone with all the water to then space jump across the big gap to the, the beam door so that you can then go through yeah. like the more, like the rest of the underwater section. So I, I didn't know to go there to proceed with the game, but. Mm -hmm. That one section where you fall through the water, I had fallen closer to that side and saw the door and tried to get to it, but couldn't because there was no way to get there before. So I remembered that when I was looking at the map, I'm like, oh, I wonder what the fuck is over here. So I went over yeah. there and um, it took me forever. I am very bad at underwater space jumping. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not bad. Like my problem was I didn't like I knew that there was a path there. But I just com it completely skipped my mind. Like that's the way to go. You need to space jump over to that and climb up, which like, makes total sense. Like it, it, it was obscure, but so like I I ran around in the area where you get the storm missiles, and I tried going into the ice doors to see if maybe like you had to go through them, even though you didn't have the gravity suit. Like you had to go through them, but just quickly, yeah, or whatever. I tried going all these different ways. I tried looking things up. I, I was like, I don't. I'm. I. I was getting so mad, dropping my controller, throwing it, getting frustrated. This is fucking stupid. And then just randomly, I like, I go to this part and just do the space jump because I think I also thought that section was how I got there at one point, and so like I didn't even think to go that way. And then I do the space jump, get over there, and then I get the the, the gravity suit. And I'm like, all right, I'm fucking done for the night. Yes, I got the gravity suit. That was my goal. So great. Yeah, so get, I, I had less issues getting there than you did. My, well, knowing to get there, I guess. Because I was just trying to get there because I wanted to know what was behind the fucking door. Um, yeah. My issue is, and, and this was a, a long-going issue. I was very bad with the double jump. Like, just that little, like, extra jump you get. Because it's very specific on, like, the timing for it. Um, and I was very bad at space jumping underwater. Because, again, it's very specific timing. Like, normal space jump, like, outside of the water where you, you can just stay in the air forever? I No fucking issues. I, I can do it all day with my eyes closed. You put me underwater, and I... and Because there's two sections that you have to do the long stretch underwater to get to, like, the other side. Um, yeah. Both of them could not fucking... Took me just fucking forever to get both of those done. And then I, I actually saw you do this on your playthrough. I want to say it was before you got the ice missiles. Um, there is a section um, in that one, like, kind of flowery area where there's all the platforms but they're the flowers that when you land on them they then shrivel up and then you have to wait yeah. a second for them to come back where you have to sort of double jump across a bunch of them and then do like a weird angled double jump onto a platform that has stuff that hurts you and then like double jump over them afterwards to get to like yeah. a far platform yeah. that section took me forever because I, I was so bad at getting the double jump timing for it the, the double jump timing is the same as the space jump timing it's as you're going down, you jump. I for whatever reason, I just I was not getting the timing on it every time. But as soon as I got the space jump, 
I could just stay in the air all day. No problems. I mean, I guess the space jump, it's as you start to arch down, I guess, for the double jump. But the space jump is as you're going down, you jump. So it's, it, I, like, the space jump it has a little bit more leeway to it, I guess. Yeah, and from what I saw online, like, I was not the only person that was bad at the double jump portion. So that made me feel a little less bad. I saw a lot of people complaining about the jump. So I'm like, okay, it's not just me. It's just the time. the timing is very... Very specific on that, and if you are off, it just fails, and you just have to start over. I got very good at using the grapple shot, like, mid-fall to just zip back over to that wall that was magnetic. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah. But so so you're up I, to the... I'm... Go ahead. I was going to say, so you're up to the gravity suit. Um, yeah. I got... I think I'm through one more boss than you. I am up to a boss that I did... I haven't actually played in a day or two. Um, the boss was very hard. Um, and not, like, not create hard for me, where, like, I was just having trouble wrapping my head around it, like, because I was trying to do the missiles the whole time. Um, the boss has just a lot of different attacks that you have to try and remember exactly what to do to avoid them, because they're the, they're like the, there's a way around this attack, and if you don't do it, it's just knocking away, like, all your health per hit. Yeah, yeah, there's, 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 it seems to be, seems to me that there's a lot of bosses like that at the end of the game like um the chozo warriors anytime you fight those they're they're um when they're in x form in in phase two and they smash down in the middle of the room if you get hit with that wave your most of your health is taken down oh yeah one hit did you um i actually saw you fight one of them on your stream last night did you fight the one with the shield yet no i don't think okay So there's a, I mean, this is a very minor spoiler. There's another one of those to fight, and he has a shield. Um, They all have, like, I mean, you saw it. They all have, like, a kind of a specific set of, like, pattern to them. Or not pattern, but specific set of moves that they can do. Um, Yeah. I got stuck in a chain where it took me quite a few tries on, on the one with the shield. Because I got stuck in a chain where he was doing a very specific attack constantly. Like, once you get to that, like, midway point where they kind of, like, freak out and they start doing, like, bigger moves... Right. Yeah. He had like I looked it up after the fact. He's got like four other moves he can do, and for my first like th- four or five tries, he was only doing this one move that is incredibly hard to avoid, and he was doing them back to back to back. So he, whereas like the normal the normal um routine for it would be like he does one of those, he does like a ground pound, he does like a dash, he does another ground pound, then he does one of these other moves. And for me, he was just doing those moves like back to back to back to back, and I, it was just obliterating yeah i mean sometimes you can get lucky with whatever move they're looping and and you can deal some good damage and easily dodge it and then other times it's something like that where it's like they they their loop their like their random number generator for the ability they use or the attack they use just keeps looping the hardest one yeah it was and it was just one of those things where it it was it was an energy beam attack that goes to where you're at and the timing for where when it shoots and hits you is like so low that it's hard to do one of those like I'm gonna stand here and then move at the last second. Um, a lot yeah. of times like I would try to time it and I would move and then he would just immediately adjust because I moved just a fraction of a second too early and hit me anyway. I'm like you son of a fucking bitch. That's when you space jump. He and you just constantly he hits you in the air back too. and forth. Well, you just constantly, you don't just go in a line, you, like, go back and forth. Oh, yeah, I guess, 
So I don't have, I can space jump all day. I'm not real good at like controlling, like staying in one spot. And it's a, it's a straight beam. So you would have to like stay against one side doing it. And I'm kind of all over the fucking place. Is it, is it a large beam or is it like uh, just a thin beam? Uh, it's medium, let's say. Like it's not, it's not taking up the whole screen. So like if you manage to get him to like say aim it in one corner, you'd be fine to be like on the other side, but he also shoots it from the wall. So it's one of those like weird ones where when it shoots, it really does block off a good chunk of the. Um, yeah. And like the the other the other possible moves that he can do, way easier to avoid because like on like I once I got a, a good pattern, I beat him that that round. And even with a couple of these wall attacks in there, like it wasn't that bad because they weren't back to back. Like I had time to kind of regroup after one, and um, especially with the storm missile, where it'll if you aim it, it'll just bombard them with a bunch of missiles. Um, yeah, it's three missiles per per target. Yeah, and it uses three missiles per target. Yeah, so that's one thing you have to keep track of is if you're using the storm missile and spamming them, you're going through missiles like crazy. Yeah, so you have to make sure that you're not accidentally hitting things that aren't like like that beetle thing, the that that the X one that you got them from, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. you can only attack him after he hits you, after he rams into the floor. Like anytime he has the electrical thing on, he's impervious to to attacks. So, yeah, like, yeah. if you had the storm missile for him, it's literally a waste of missiles hitting him while he's electrified. Yeah. I did think it was funny, like, what I've jumped in and watched, like, bits and pieces of you play, and we play so incredibly different. Um, Is it, do we? Yeah, like, every, every time I saw you go against the boss, you went, you did things the complete opposite of what I did. Like, I think with, um, you know the room where you have to actually fight two of the warriors? Yeah. Um... I, j- I was looping the whole time. Like, I basically just kept them behind me. I would just loop. As soon as I get a straightaway, I'd turn around, I'd hit them with a bunch of missiles, and then I'd loop again. And I would just keep doing that. Like, I'd get on platform, turn around, hit them, loop around the room. So they never touched me. But you were more like, you were just kind of going back and forth and just kind of, like, dodging them as they came at you rather than, like, keeping them on, like, a chase. And some of the other stuff, like the um the central units, when you get into those, I saw you... I forget which Emmy it was. It might have been the fast Emmy or the frozen. I forget if it was the frozen Emmy or the fast one. The one that um you have to go across the top of the level and have him like follow you so that he crawls across the ceiling. It's it's the frozen one. I didn't, I only did the frozen one yesterday. Okay, so yeah, so it was the frozen one. Um, when you were fighting that central unit, you kind of like jump all over the level to try and avoid the attacks. And I just stand right underneath of him and just sort of, like, jump and, and duck as the things come by me. And, like, yeah. neither of us uh, are doing anything wrong. It's just we, we are literally doing it different ways. Yeah, I, I when I play Metroid, I try, or at least when I played the previous Metroids, it would be find a corner where they can't hit you and stay there. Yeah. And now it's, now it's not that. Now Metroid has turned into read the tells, figure out where things are coming from. And so that's... Generally, what I've been doing with, especially with the pirate fights, um, pirates is like, what's the tell? What are, what is he using? And I can, for the most part, I know which move they're using generally. I always forget about the counter. Um, I did see so a couple I, of your things where the, like the flash would come up and you would miss it and then it would cycle back into the fight. I'm like, damn, yeah. he missed that. Yeah. And so I was just like, shit. And then, and then same with the, uh, the Chosen Warriors. It's like, I'm bad at the counter with the Chozo Warriors, because um, that actually turns into, like, a, 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 a QTE kind of thing. Yeah, you have to hit them, like, t- two or three times, and it basically ends the fight if you do. I think yeah. you have to actually uh, end the fight that way. I think that is, like, the 
the end move is to is to hit I, the QTA basically. I think so because the first uh, warrior I fought, I didn't hit it the first time, and the second one came like really soon after. Oh, actually, um, before I forget, I don't know if you saw my message on your chat last night because I didn't have sound turned up. Um, those blocks, the the um the blocks, the S blocks, like, like yeah. that are in the ceiling, the ones that um. When you're going across something and you can see the thing, but then the ceiling just breaks away because it's like the pressure blocks, you have to um, shine spark through those, I believe. Uh, the, the press A? No, no, no. So shine spark is, I think that's what it's called. Um, it You basically have to uh, build up the, the super speed and then do the down to charge it. And you can do it while in a ball form. So if you char- if you if you store the speed energy... And then immediately get into that block as a ball and hit B and hold the direction. You will super speed through it, and you'll go across all those blocks that just normally um, break out from underneath of you. I I I was trying to I, I I guess I just mostly couldn't figure out how to store up the speed. So once you like like w- w- not how to store up the speed, but where I could go like. You need a length of space to store up the speed. Like, you can do it through doors. So it, it actually charges through doors. So if you find like a relatively good spot, but there's a door between it, be, between them, mm-hmm. you can open that door, excuse me, run through that, and you will still keep charging. The catch okay. is you need to find a spot close enough to the area because the charge only holds for a little while. Yeah, the charge doesn't last long. And th- there might be another way to do that that maybe I just haven't gotten the ability yet. But that's the only thing I can think of to get through there, because you can do it as a ball, and that's like a thing in other games. Like the, the it's called Shine Spark, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. No, it's you're you're right. The, probably some of those areas, the only way to go through those is to do that. At, like it's the, the 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 rooms with the S's. There you need the, the the screw jump. Yeah, and then the the rooms with the the X arrows. You need to have the speed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I'll have to go, well, that's the one thing that drives me nuts about this game, is going back is not easy. Especially because, at certain uh, points. Yeah, like, a lot of the game and moving forward is blocking out your path to go backward, which is not what I'm used to when it comes to a Metroidvania game. It does, as you, as you clear an area, at least, um, it tends to open up the previous area again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm actually at a point where right now everything is basically blocked. Um, you, mm-hmm. You'll be there soon, but like they basically do something to all of the zones where you can't really like. There is one specific path you can kind of travel through, and it's leading you to a boss. And then once you beat the boss, the zones will open back up. But yeah, that's the yeah. boss that I'm kind of like. I'm not stuck on because I haven't really tried it enough times to really do it. It's one of those bosses where. I did it a few times. It I wasn't having fun while I was trying to do that one, so I'm like, I need to just put this down. And I just haven't been back to it yet. But it, yeah. it's also a boss that it has a, it has one specific move where you can do that like hide directly underneath of it and kind of just shoot it with missiles mm-hmm. while it's doing it. But you have to be careful because there's a there's a real quick quick time event that if you hit it, you get to just pound away on missiles. If you miss it, he just does a bunch of damage to you. So it's kind of like it's like a it's a double sided sword. You, you could dodge his attack a different way and not hide under them, but and not be like in the range of that attack. But you're missing your chance to do a bunch of damage to him, also. Yeah, sure. But I don't know. I really like that game. It's really good. I wish I was better at it for some of these boss fights, though. Oh yeah, I I love this game. It's one of the more fun of a game that I've been playing in a long time. Um, that like I I think I said this last week, and I've told a few friends like. 
I'm playing it specifically on stream, but there's days where I'm like, man, I kind of just want to play Metroid, uh, but I'm, I don't feel like streaming. So I have considered starting a second save just so I could be like, this is my save, and then this is the stream save. Which I, I completely understand that. Out of curiosity, the, the Ice Emmy, how long did, or how many tries did it take you to figure out where to go to get, like, the shot to, to like, the, the long shot to take out his, uh, his faceplate? Uh, one try to figure it out, three tries to actually do it. Dude, it took me so many tries to realize that I, like, to go up there. I was trying so many different things. That's, that is one of the sections where I got really good at, um, countering the Emmys when they catch you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not perfect, like, I still definitely get killed by them a whole bunch, but I got really good at, at the timing for that particular one. Because in my head, I, I I circled through that area a bunch of times, but in my head, I just never thought to grab the magnet thing, go to the other side, and then let him come across. It just, it never dawned on me until I, I did it by accident one try. And I'm just like, motherfucker, this is the straightaway yeah. you're supposed to do this on. I think it was the first try I even encountered it. I was like, okay, I got to get him up on the wall or on the ceiling, but I wasn't. I, or, and something happened and I died. The second time I was able to get his face off, but then when I charged and fired at him, I didn't hit his face. I actually saw that and one. S- I, I saw you and do that. So, yeah. And so it didn't kill him. And then he got me. And then the third time, like, if you are fast enough with changing your button pressing, once his face is off, you can charge and hit his face before he even starts to react. Yeah, the, t- the timing is tight and it's definitely, yeah. it's both being quick enough to hit the charge and also having gotten your um, targeting on him very yeah. quickly when he starts climbing across the ceiling so that yeah. it slows him down and you're breaking the uh, the faceplate early. Yeah, and so I the third time I was able to charge and I was able to break his face off, charge and fire it before he even started to change and move towards me after his face is broken. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, I broke him, I broke the faceplate up top and then I slid down to, like, the underneath part and went into, like, the little, like, alcove to the left, I think right right near the door that leads you to the central unit, and charged mm-hmm. up there because it, it takes him a minute to come through there because he either has to crawl under or go above. Yeah. Um. But it definitely, like, it took me a while to, like, wrap my head around, like, oh, he'll follow me across the ceiling. I should just go up there. Yeah. When I killed him my second time, I almost failed. Or when I killed him... On my third try, I almost failed because my finger was slipping off my uh, control stick. I actually thought that's what happened the, the time I saw you shoot him in the chest. I thought either your finger slipped or you hit the uh, the shoot button earlier than you meant to. It, that was more uh, science. I had never shot him and them anywhere besides the face at that point. And so I just wanted to see, is it the face that you have to hit? That makes sense. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Metroid Dread. Uh, I might beat it probably in a week. Yeah, so I'm definitely closing in on the end. I can tell just by like the way the map looks. And I'm only a little ahead of where you're at, I think. Um, maybe like an hour or two. So mm-hmm. you might. I don't know if you, if you only play it next Monday. I don't know that you'll beat it next Monday. But you'll probably be close. Yeah, I, I pro- I'll probably like weigh, depending on how far I am, like... Or how far I feel I have left. I'll weigh, like, should I push till 11 o'clock or should I just stop now? Do I want to be a completionist and go back and get everything? Or, like, 
I it, yeah, it depends. It it's gonna vary. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I at this point I I don't think I'm gonna get any time records, so might as well go get everything just because. Yeah, I mean that's that's valid. Um, if I end up beating it between like now and like the weekend, I'll give you like a ballpark how many more like how much longer it took me from where I'm at. This way, you can kind of go into Monday having a little bit better of an idea if it's worth you trying to push through or if you're still pretty far from from the end. I appreciate. Like I said, I think you're probably depending on how quickly you get there. I'd say you're at least an hour, maybe two behind me. Yeah, because I know I did at least one boss fight after that because I did I did the the warrior with the shield. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I had the space, yeah, I definitely had the space jump for that, um, and the gravity yeah. suit, so. Yeah, I was so happy to get the gravity suit. That was, like, that was my goal for last night, was to get the gravity suit, because I, I know, like, once you get that, you can pretty much do anything. Yeah, you, I, all of the zones basically become okay to, to travel yeah. through. Did, um, when you got it, did everything suddenly seem so much faster because you had just spent so much time underwater? Yeah, you've been, you just spent all that time underwater in the water temple that, like, once you start moving around in the gravity suit, it's like, holy shit, you can move again. Yeah, and it's weird, because it's like, you're not moving any faster than you were before, it's just having been so, it was basically like going from, from playing a Mega Man game to playing a Sonic game. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was fucking nuts. Drew, you still yeah. haven't gotten Metroid, right? No, and I was gonna ask, do you guys think it would make sense for me to even buy it having never played a metroid oh 100 percent. it's fun okay Ma- uh, makes sense in which way and like not knowing the story or it's true in... he doesn't give a fuck about story uh, well i mean if there's giant chunks of story that i'd be completely lost on that's one thing if there's like references like minor references that are more like oh hey it was you knew this thing like here's a fun little easter egg for you because you've played super metroid that's more what it is okay so like yeah yeah. there is a boss Uh, that has been a boss in all at least one in super that is in this one and they never make reference to him they they never give a name for him there's no dialogue because this game is very like the only real dialogue is when you get to your your computer terminal and your ship's ai is kind of giving you a rundown of like how fucked you are um but like it's just a boss where it's like if you've played other metroids you're like oh it's him that son of a bitch. Why is he still alive? Let me kill him again. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 it's also with him. If you've at least played Super Metroid, you'd kind of understand the mechanics of of his first phase, but like not not necessarily his second phase, but mostly his first phase. But it's you don't need to have played it. You don't need to have played any of them because it has been what ten years since 20. Metroid Fusion. Twenty years since Fusion. Two thousand two. So nineteen technically. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, a yeah, GBA so, game. Yeah, it, it's been 19 uh, years since the last 2D Metroid like platformer. So yeah, it's been 19 years since Fusion, which this takes direct it's it's direct sequel of. So they give you the whole rundown of Metroid Fusion. They give you the whole and, rundown and, of the whole thing at the beginning of the game. Yeah, like it's yeah, quick, okay. but I, yeah, and and also like, we talked about that IGN video from a couple weeks ago that I watched. It gives you the full. It's a half hour video, full rundown of. All the Metroid storyline, which is a, mm-hmm. it's an entertaining and interesting video. So, on a story aspect, you're not missing anything. In a gameplay aspect and Easter egg aspect, I haven't missed it. I haven't been like, oh, except for that one boss. So, you should be, yeah. You and be fine. Honestly, like the, the two biggest things to, to keep in mind from older games 
are in Metroid 2, the GBA, or the Game Boy game that very few people played until they remade it on 3DS. Mm. Um, Samus goes to the planet that the Metroids are from and murders all of the Metroids. So Metroids are now extinct in this game. And the X are a creature that can mimic any other creature that the Metroids were created to destroy. Yeah. That, Which... Those are the two most important things as far as, like, lore goes in this game. And they kind of explain that to you, like, in the game, and, and some other things are, like, hinted at for you to know, like, if you've played the other games. But... Sure. Yeah. Story... The game is not heavy on story. It's more heavy on, like, lore if you've been following the series for a long time. Because, um, like... Okay. E- even, like, your your story bits when you um, get to, like, a new station and can talk to your AI, um, a lot of that is just, like, I don't get it why th- why you're so fucked right now. Like, <laughs> you, you're a bitch compared to these people. Like, they're just going to fuck yeah. your day up. Like, Yeah, I just I just had a, 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 a point where Adam, the AI, is just, like, in even in your best state, you're no match for this guy. You're fucked. Get off this planet. But we didn't talk about this last week when we were talking about this. Um, Samus, at least in this game, um, because, like, everything's more animated than it, it has been before, just such a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, she is. So, Drew, the, the second boss of the game, the one that, that's a that's a throwback, um, it's this giant dinosaur monster thing. Um, you, you Literally, Samus comes up to its, like, belly button when, it's, when you're down by its feet. Um, it, like, comes out of, like, this big room and, like like roars at you and like leans into you and samus just like stands there no reaction through the visor that you can see and just like holds up her gun and just shoots him in the face like okay just like who the fuck are you like back the hell up (laughs) also like every room like she just walks into rooms she samus's only weapon is her fucking blaster which is also like her her r2d2 probe thing that will let her you know unlock the detention bay doors and shit and okay she just walks into these rooms on this alien planet that's trying to murder her and just shoves her gun arm into this hole to try and, like, get information and save the, and save her her game. And it's just like, what happens when this thing blows up and your blaster's gone and you're just fucked all the way? <laughs> it's like, who cares? I'm Samus. I'll, I'll be fine. I, I'm the baddest yeah. person in the universe. I, I am hoping that they do do a Zero Suit portion of this game. I, I don't think they, they do. Um... But it'd be nice, or maybe have, like, an expansion, or, Dude, or com- like, DLC. The gravity suit's really cool-looking, though. The gravity suit is... All- I loved the suit for this entire game. Like, the base suit, and then even the various suit was was cool-looking, but the gravity suit is great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But, Drew, I do... And, Rich, I'm sure you agree. Like, I think this game has all the things you are kind of geared for in at least, like, action-y games. Like, it's got, it's got kind of, a, like, a roguelike rogue light feel to it in a, in a lot of ways it's got your your metroidvania style to it um it's very kind of old school platformy in a lot of ways but with like some new twists to it and it's got a little bit of like that souls challenge okay i i've been debating booting up super metroid on the, the switch light but i just haven't yeah. i mean super metroid is one of the best games ever made um, it holds up incredibly well for a game from 1994. It is... Yeah. Do not... If you don't like Super Metroid, um, Metroid Dread, very different. Other than the Metroidvania-ness of it, because it's the fucking namesake, um, so different. Especially because Metroid Dread includes the melee um, counter. That adds mm-hmm. such a different level, because if you get good at that, you never have to really worry about health and resources... 
between boss fights. Um, it's when you get to boss fights that making sure that you're not getting hit and having ammo and stuff like that becomes like a bigger deal. But if you yeah. if you get good with the, with the counter, which can be difficult with some of the enemies, like it just makes that it it's not as visceral as the melee in Doom, but it gives me that same feeling of just like yes, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. like, there's there's one enemy that is the bane of my existence. Cobb, you might know them. They're, like, little four-legged creatures that, um... It's, I just, I can't get the timing for the counter, because it's... They're so... They're kind of skittish, but they're also not. Um, I think I know you, what you're talking about. Like, I die from them more so... More often than I die from bosses. I haven't actually died from any non-bosses. I, I mostly die from not getting the the counter right from from enemies and stuff it's the they're they're just yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um the flying ones are the ones that do it to me but i tend to like just take a step back and because i if i miss them on the first try especially if there's two or three of them i just i i start i start hitting it too early and then i just keep missing it and i usually just leave the room come back and try again yeah i think i know which ones you're talking about though and they their timing is weird yeah, because they're 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 so quick to attack, and they take so much damage. They're 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 sponges. So like, I don't think I've actually killed one without the counter. Yeah, that's like and those little how- um the little tank things that do like the the fire across the the floor. Um, mm-hmm. they're the same way. Like if you don't counter those things, it just takes forever to destroy them. Yeah, but yeah, Super, Super Metroid Metroid Dread. It's a good game. It is. Um, you want to move on to Halloween? Yeah, let's talk about Halloween Kills. I mean, that's actually in, like, 12 days, but sure, let's talk about Halloween. No, Halloween <laughs> does not kill in in 12 days. You don't know that. I mean, that's true. You, yeah, that is true. Yeah, you don't. There is still a uh, pandemic I mean, going on. Yeah, I was going to say, COVID's still going around. I just oh. got my uh, my door hanger for whether or not I'm handing out Halloween candy this year. Oh. So. Also, yeah. statistically, just people are going to get murdered on Halloween. It'll happen. I mean, that Look. that that is what all the movies have taught us. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Halloween Kills came out. It's actually, so it's in the theaters, but it's also on Peacock. Okay. So we just signed up for Peacock for a month to watch it. Um, for what it's worth, actually, Peacock right now is actually kind of cool. They have a bunch of Halloween stuff, including they have little categories on their Halloween page of all of the sitcoms that they have, their Halloween episodes. So like uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of them. They have every Halloween episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine just in a little category by itself. Those are the best episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Exactly. And you can just literally go in and just watch each one of them in, in a row. Um, they also have, like, the Modern Family ones, um, The Office, Parks and Rec, Roseanne. Rose- Old Roseanne ones were also very good. They 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 went hard with their Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Cheers. I don't, I don't really know if Cheers had good Halloween episodes, but it's on there, and that show was on for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah, it was. But... Anyway, Halloween Kills. Um, it is the direct sequel to 2018 Halloween, which is a direct sequel to 1978 Halloween. And it ignores every other Halloween that happened between 1978 and 2018. Okay. Um, I knew this, but also didn't realize just how much it erased. Um, are you guys you guys are familiar with the Halloween movies at all? Vaguely nah. even? Like, you know, it's Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes, yeah. that's about all just, I know. Just- just a vague, okay. vague understanding of it. So, the first Halloween, Michael Myers tries to murder Jamie Lee Curtis and a bunch of other people and kills a whole lot of people. It's apparently in the second one that it's 
um, revealed that Jamie Lee Curtis was actually Michael Myers' baby sister, who was like a, an infant when he killed the rest of his family. Um, and that played through most of the other movies. So Halloween 3 is Season of the Witch, nothing to do with Michael. It's to- totally different universe. Um, Halloween movies were supposed to be an anthology, and no one liked 3. So they just went back to Michael Myers for the rest of them. Um, oh, yeah. So um, Halloween 4 and 5 follow a little girl who lives with her foster family on Halloween as Michael comes and starts killing everybody and trying to get her. It turns out she is actually Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter, and Jamie Lee Curtis's character had died off screen in a car accident unrelated to Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, but Michael had been missing for like 10 years at this point after the, the events of Halloween 2. Um, Halloween – so that's Halloween 4, 5 – Four and five are like back-to-back movies, um, and then Halloween six still follows kind of like that storyline where Jamie Lee Curtis is dead. Paul Rudd is in that one actually, um, and that one you find out that like maybe there was a cult involved the whole time that is actually partially responsible for why Michael seems to have supernatural abilities to not die, and also um, wanted to murder his whole family really bad. Uh, that's a really bad one, like The Curse of Michael Myers, bad movie. Uh, but in all of these, Jamie Lee Curtis is his sister. And even in like the other reboots that they did, um, H2O and Resurrection and stuff, where they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back and they erased 4, 5, and 6, she is his sister. Well, they have since now just erased all of them. <laughs> and yeah, Michael went on a killing spree in, in 78, murdered a bunch of people, went to jail, um, got out of jail in 2018, um, escaped, or he might have been in like a mental institution. And tries to kill people again. Jamie Lee Curtis is like the shut-in who has like a basement full of guns and weapons because she's just been preparing for this psycho to come back for 40 years. And But she has like a daughter and a granddaughter. And like at some point she tried to have a life and just it didn't work out for her. Um, so this one picks up where, the, where that one left off. They thought they killed Michael because they bur- they literally just left him to burn alive in a house. And then the firefighters accidentally rescue him. Not listening to the to the hysterical women telling him, telling them not to go into the house. Um, he proceeds to just murder everybody again. But now, how many like slasher like horror movies are, are, would you guys say you're familiar with? Not have seen, but just like f- like familiarity with. Depends what you mean by familiarity. So if like... you think if you think about these movies, whenever there's like a killer going around just murdering mass amounts of people. Um, nobody ever really seems all that alarmed. Like, the people involved that are actively running from the person or trying to stop them are always trying to, like, raise the alarm, get the police, and they're always just kind of told, like, ha, 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 yeah, no, whatever, go fuck yourself. Like, you're, like, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, this is the first time I've seen one of these movies where it actually seems realistic, where the whole fucking town is just going ballistic. Um, the police department is just flooded with people, like, trying to get them to go do something because this psychopath's on the loose just murdering people, like, left and right. He seems to have no actual desire to who he's killing. He's just killing everybody, which suits the name. Um, but it was just, it was funny how, like, I feel like that's what would actually happen. If, if you went out and somebody was murdering people. Um, as soon as other people realize that a psychopath is out there murdering people, they're all going to lose their shit. And that happens. And it, it was honestly kind of refreshing. Uh, otherwise, it, like, it's a fine movie as far as like the Halloween movies go. Uh, I think the, the 2018 one was better. Uh, this one had some, some fun moments, uh, and that's kind of about it. 
a lot of it just seemed a little too rushed is the wrong word because it, it wasn't like a short movie but like nothing seemed to really get time to get fleshed out properly it was just kind of okay. like a lot of moving pieces a lot of different characters um jamie lee curtis was actually out of commission for most of it which was weird because they they played her up for it so but it it's leading to another one so they, they're making so this is part of a trilogy so halloween ends comes out next year this one was actually supposed to come out last year so it was supposed to be like every other year for for the three movies um but covid so yeah. i'm hoping like the last one i'm hoping this is just like that dip in the middle where like they just needed to get a bunch of stuff done so that they can then finish really strong yeah it, it was it sounds like it's probably more of a plot building device than an actual movie uh if that makes sense yeah um yeah exactly like like they're just like here it's a thing let's have it let's let's get it all done with so that we could have the grand finale um of the Halloween series exactly yeah which was 2018 supposed to be uh like a sequel to Halloween 1 or 2 I can't remember if you went over that. Oh, man, you didn't listen to a word I said, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you said that they, like, undid all of it. So but 2018 like... is a direct sequel to Halloween 1 from 1978. Okay. It erases I... every other movie f- since 1. Okay. I, I just wasn't sure. I just couldn't remember. If no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. That, anyway, it's it's fine. I know. I know. But it's... Uh, I was... I was schooling someone on D&D via text real quick, so I, I missed a little bit. Man, D&D is not important. D&D is important when GameStop is having an exclusive Funko Pop of Vecna, and he has both eyes and both arms. Vecna should not have both eyes and both arms. I don't know what that, any of that means. Vecna is a god. He's a, an evil god. And he his uh, one of his eyes and one of his hands uh, gets taken away from him, or, or he loses them in some way, shape, or form. And they become magical relics and artifacts. And so there is a Funko Pop of Vecna, and he has both hands and both eyes. And I'm like, he shouldn't have a hand, and he shouldn't have an eye. And the dude was like, I thought D&D was just characters you all made up. I'm like, no, some of it is actual, actually written out um, base information. What a nerd. I needed to school someone on Vecna. I mean, the issue really is you were schooling someone on a Funko Pop, which really don't matter. I mean... I think it looks pretty cool. I just wish it didn't have both eyes and both hands. It does look kind of cool. It's just, and I'll probably end up getting it, but I won't. Man, you are getting obsessed with those things. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm really only collecting certain ones at this point. Like I got a bunch, and now it's like any D and D one, Critical Role one, or just any one that I think looks really cool. I think the key word there is at this point. You're only getting certain ones. At a cert, at another point, mm-hmm. you're just gonna you're gonna be going in the hot topic and just like throwing all of them on the counter. Yep. I mean that that was like a few months ago when I started my collection, and now I mean they're I think they're back to buy two get one half off or buy one get one half off. So I haven't I haven't been back to hot topic. Um, uh, but there's there's been there's a certain set that I'm trying to finish up. The Golden uh, Girls Target. <laughs> no, um, it's the um. It's the Star Wars set that they have going on that I want to try to finish up, as well as there's a Marvel, neon Marvel set that I want to try to finish, but I'm not going to get, the Hulk is going to be impossible to get. It's funny, I have so like, I'm not even going to bother. I have like four that I bought, but then a bunch of other ones that I just like came in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't, I don't understand why I like, why I keep them, but I do. They're just on like a shelf. They're okay. Eh, I'm not offended yeah. by them. Yeah. I mean, I used to not like them and then. People started giving me some, and I was like, "Okay." And I don't, I don't hate them. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not saying they're the greatest things ever, but like, 
of of the ones I have, I really only regret buying one. But the reason I bought that one was because it, or I got that one was because it was buy two get one free on clearance, and I was buying two already, so I got that one for free. That I mean, that does make sense. I think when they were a little more new, I think that I just. I thought they were more interesting then because it was actually kind of fun to look at like the wall of them and see what mm-hmm. licenses they got and what characters from those licenses they got. But now yeah. they're so prevalent that they like you can just assume everything has a Funko at this point. Like there's not as much mystery as yeah. like looking in at like a convention and be like, oh, let's see like what random ass Funkos they have. It's like, oh, you know, they just have all of them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I, I I make sure that if I'm going to buy one, uh, they they either look unique. Um, or aren't of a specific person. Because, like, I don't need to buy a John Cena Funko Pop because I have a Peacemaker Funko Pop. And that's just John Cena with a helmet on. Like, literally, the, the, the Peacemaker Funko is just a John Cena Funko base with a helmet on his head. So I don't need to get John Cena because I already have John Cena as Peacemaker. Um, and so it's like, I'm not, I'm trying not to get, like, duplicates of a personality, if that makes sense. Um, but like, I do want to, f- there, there, there was a critical role set from the first campaign that I want to get. I want to finish that off. And these Marvel and Star Wars neon versions that I want to finish off. But besides that, it's like, anytime there's a D&D one, I'll, I'll probably pick up and maybe critical role. And that's just if it looks cool or it looks like it'll be expensive. Yeah, I mean, that, which, you know, that's valid. Like, like, if you like it, you like it. Like, I'm going to give you a hard time because they're Funkos, but like, hey, yeah. treat yourself. I, hey, Hey, I mean, people. If I were to sell my collection, I'd double my my I double what I spent on it right now. So I'd get about a thousand bucks out of it. Wait, have you spent five hundred dollars on Funko Pops? Give or take. Holy Jesus! I didn't realize you had that many. Um, well, I'm not really sure how many I have. Or I, let me check the app real quick, and then we can move on. Uh, where is it? Funko, uh, collection. I have 40, I have about 50, because I have a bunch in my car that I haven't added to the app yet. Jesus. I have about, <laughs> I have about 50, um, and a lot of them still aren't priced on the app, so I can't give a full understanding of the price, but of the 50, of the 41 I have on the app, I have 550 bucks worth of Funko Pops if I were to sell them now, but like I said, there's a bunch, at least, at least half of them that don't have a price listed under like the uh I have a general grievous it's supposed to be priced at about 70 80 bucks it's not listing a price at all so add so it's 600 bucks right there and then um a handful of others that don't have pricing listed there either yeah that's crazy it's, it's crazy that those things are actually worth that kind of money to somebody <sighs> look the the hardest ones to get are the anime ones because they make so little of them and they are worth money. um I gotta find I don't know in what chat there was, but there was a a pop that was worth close to a thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, and I have I have no idea why. Like I I uh, I have like two different I have like text message chat and Instagram chat with a buddy, and I can't remember if he sent it on which one. Otherwise, I would look at it was um I, I think it was on Messenger or on text. I think it was uh the Hollow series, uh Star Wars, Darth Sidious maybe. Or Darth Maul. It's close to $1,000 for that. That's just... That's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Uh, but, like, I bought... Because he showed me that, I bought the Hollow uh, Mandalorian. And it was, let's see, Holographic, Emperor, 
is priced at 70 bucks. Holographic Vader is priced at $770. That's what it Holographic Qui-Gon is priced at 70 Oh, here we go. Here we go. And I will send this picture to you guys. Holographic Darth Maul, $5,450. Holy shit. And that's all listed on the Funko app, which they use a third-party site. So they're a reseller. That's how much it lasts sold for. And then there's a Hollow Ashoka for 65 So because I bought this Hollow Mandalorian, which I believe I bought, um, I haven't got yet because it hasn't come in, um, I paid $15, $20 for it. Probably worth 60 70 80 bucks. That's Those things are just... That's absurd. I'm not okay with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that's just... It's the Funko game. Sometimes you just... You, sometimes you, you strike gold and sometimes you just collect because you think it looks cool. My problem yeah. with a lot of it is far too many people are buying them, like, speculatively. It's like, oh, I'm going to buy this just because it'll be worth something later. Uh, it's like I mean, artificially inflating the value of them. And that's what's going on with Pokemon cards right now. Yeah. Pokemon cards are worth so much because so many people are buying them because they're worth so much. Like, and that's, that's what they were like back in the day. Like, the reason I still have my collection is because my dad said, don't get rid of those. Those are going to be worth money someday. And that's why I kept getting them is because not, not as much for the collection, but more because I was having shitty pulls and I was terrible at the card game. It was, I needed it for the collection for my retirement fund. Like, and yeah, my, my cards ain't worth shit. Because I never got anything good. So it's just, it's it's what people with very high amounts of expendable income do. They they buy stuff because it might be worth more money. Well, not very high amounts of expendable income. I'm talking like middle class people with expendable income. That's that's probably a better way to put it. They buy things for the future. Holy I should, shit. I should sell the CM Punk pop I have. <laughs> well, that's a signed one. Oh, the second one's not, though. Shit. No. And then even yeah. other spots, I saw it for like three hundred something. If you have, I have a um uh, a Leslie Nope from it's the when she was doing the filibuster episode and she's in the roller skates. Um, I got that on clearance for like six bucks, and it's not priced on the app, but it's worth at least a hundred bucks. Also, for for everyone that that didn't wasn't able to see the picture, uh, Drew sent a picture of an eBay listing for a CM Punk Funko that was five hundred dollars yeah. signed. Or eight hundred dollars signed, five hundred dollars unsigned. Yeah, I have the Hot Topic variant pink and black CM Punk from like fifteen years ago. Yeah, man. I mean, look, if you need an extra five hundred bucks, you know how to get it. Yeah. It's true. I mean, why do you, why do you think I bought that um that comic when I got it signed by Stan Lee's so that eventually I could sell it and make a lot of money? Ah, that's not worth that much money. Um, if I can ever sell it to make 700 bucks, that pays back that weekend, I'll be happy. I don't think that comic will be worth that much. You could probably get, like, 200 bucks worth, though. No, I've, I've priced it before. Um, you know, maybe now, it, it might, you might be able to get it now since he's passed, but I don't know. I forget what it's, what it was rated, but isn't it rated, like, a four or a five? Yeah, it's a four. Yeah, that's why, like, I don't think you'll ever get that high for it. Like, Stan Lee signed a lot of comics um in like the 80s and 90s when no one wanted to get autographs really except for like the hardcore fans so like his autographs not that rare mm -hmm. i know i know i'm not that's why like i'm not i'm not basing on my how much it's worth over his signature i mean right now like i know right now his signature is still not worth a lot because he just passed away even though it was a couple years ago but 10 15 years from now when things might be a little bit more scarce because things are getting lost, sold, stolen, whatever, it might be worth more money. I mean, it's always possible. 
And it's it's a comic book that's not taking up a lot of value, or not. I mean, not a lot of value, not a lot of space. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, um, look, th- those are that is a fair thing to yeah. to say. It's like it's one thing for me to be like, I'm going to sell this comic when it's worth seven hundred bucks. It doesn't take a lot of space. Then I'm going to sell all these Funko Pops that are taking up so much. Space. Like th- these are being used as a collection. They're going to be used as a backdrop for streaming and in my office eventually. For now, they're just. In my living room, because I don't really have much else, much where else to put. That's, yeah. Uh, but Rich. Yes. What have you thought of the first seven episodes of Squid Games? And Drew, too, if I don't, I doubt you've watched it, but in, if you have. I have not. Eight, eight episodes. We, we made it through eight episodes. I thought I only made it through seven. You said the bridge episode, right? Which was episode seven, I think. That was... Maybe it was, ep- you know what, you're right, it was episode 7. Because we were talking before, there there is a, a half hour episode and like a 40 minute episode after that. Yeah, it's like a half hour and like a 50 something, 55 minute. You definitely could have finished it um, that night. But, uh, it's fine. I don't think it's as revolutionary as people are saying it is. I, it's definitely not, uh, in my opinion, living up to the hype. It's nothing super fantastic. I, it's I I get extreme extreme battle royale vibes from it, and like if that's some if you want to watch something that's crazy, watch battle royale. Like it's the original Squid Games, it's the original fucking Hunger Games. Like it's people. I guess I don't know. It's just it seems to be being put on this high pedestal because it's something they've never thought of before. But we've seen a similar idea for this in so many other mediums, especially in the nerd world. And from, like, Asia in general, that, like, this this isn't that mind-blowingly fantastic as everyone is making it. I agree. Like, I think it's entertaining. Like, I've been entertained by every episode, but I don't have this, like, need to watch every single episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, I, I watched the first two episodes and almost, and had to kind of force myself to watch the next one a week later. And the only reason I watched them all, I watched episode three through nine in one sitting, is because I wasn't doing anything else. I didn't feel all that good, but I wasn't tired enough to go to sleep, so I watched Squid Games. And for the most part, a lot of the show can be summed down to kind of boring, but also interesting. Um, and like, if, but if you take your, if you don't pay attention at certain points, you're gonna miss some things. Um, and it's just like, it, it also makes you, you start off hating the lead character, but then throughout the show, and I'm sure you got this too by episode seven, you start to like see that he is a better person than he is made out to be at the beginning. Yeah, like episode, I th- want to say it's episode six is the Marvel episode. And like, yeah, that one really did suck because that was like everyone teamed up. You thought it, they thought it was like an actual team. Yeah. Thing. And then it turned, and, and like he did, like, they were all going to leave the old man to just fucking basically die by himself. And he gave up being on a different team to be with the old man and then found out. Yeah. That it was actually like a, a, a competition against each other. Yeah. yeah. But then even during that episode, you're like, well, he's, he's, he's messing with this old man's head and shit. And like he's kind of, he kind of sucks. But at the same time, I sympathize and probably would have done the same thing as he did. Yeah. Because of how the old man was acting. Like, episode two, you find out that the old man's like, look, I don't have long to live, so I just want to see how this goes. And and it's like, he, that's, that was going through his head when he was doing what he was doing, when the lead character, uh, his name's Sun Coke, right? No. I am really bad with all of the names. 
but I I know who you're talking about like the lead character that that yeah. it, like it, it that he is telling the story at the beginning beginning about what Squid Game is like in the very first episode and like so he the 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 main character that you follow throughout the show like he's doing what he needs to to survive and it's it's fine like everyone would do the same thing if they were in that boat like especially with the scenario that was going on with him um but i just i the voice act the voiceover is so bad the dubbing is so bad it makes i didn't i like i had people who said like they didn't realize that there was dubbing that they thought it was all uh, uh subtitled and i've read subtitles are off dubbing is not that great and it's like it's a lose-lose situation because you listen to the dubbing and it's this guy sounds like a whiny little bitch at the beginning of this show he's not supposed to be a whiny little bit he's not but he was dubbed in that fashion yeah you know what which made me hate him more you know what's funny i like his dub voice actor but not necessarily how he's portrayed, like how like the character is yeah. being used. The dub voice actor is actually um the lead dub voice actor for Judgment. Um, that is it's it's um Takami's voice in Judgment, the, the main character you play as. So like I'm used to hearing his voice constantly from that game, and it <laughs> took me it took me a few minutes to like realize it. And the actor doesn't look a ton like him, but like s- like similar features, like with like the hair length and stuff like that. Um, that, like, when it clicked, I'm just like, fuck, that's who that is, right. But then, yeah, he is kind of, like, whiny and meh the whole time. Yeah. And, like, he gets better throughout the series. He does. And the, maybe the dubbing gets a little, it does get a little bit better, but overall, it's just, it was bad. And so, it's just, I, I feel like, and it's, I'm gonna say, it's the same thing as what happened with, um, uh, Demon Slayer. There's a lot of people out there that are seeing this, and because they're stuck inside for so long deciding to watch that because they don't have anything else to watch. And it's like, it's expanding their horizons to anime or to Korean uh, movies and such. But this is not the best. Demon Slayer was a good anime. It wasn't groundbreaking and amazing, like you said, Cobb, like a bunch of other people have said. I thought it was good. I thought it was enjoyable. I didn't think it was amazing, like like I know a ton of people have said. And it's the same with Squid Game. It's good. It's fine. It's entertaining. But it's not like blow your brains out, pun intended. Amazing. Yeah, and like I really like Demon Slayer. I think Demon Slayer is a really cool concept. I think the animation is amazing for it. I really like the story. I can understand if like all those things didn't hit for you the same way, but I definitely agree with you as far as like Squid Game goes. I'm entertained. It's not a show that I've wanted to watch more than like one episode at a time. Like I haven't felt that like that that like compellingness to go back and like, all right, I need to see the next episode the way I have with some other stuff that we've watched. And like, as far as like streaming original stuff like that have come out recently, I'd much rather watch um, Midnight Mass or Only Murders in the Building or like some of these other shows that we've been watching recently over Squid Game. Yeah. Though I, I am getting, at least in the last couple of episodes that I've seen, um, they were getting a little more... I, behind the scenes, I guess you say, with like the group that's actually putting this stuff on, and yeah. that I'm I'm a little interested in. Like I'm curious, like this guy who's kind of like undercover, that's like not one of them, and seeing all the rich people just like sitting around, like drinking and like enjoying the show during the bridge episode. I'm like, okay, this is fucking weird. Like, what is actually going on back here? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's 
and th- those th- those aspects of the of the show are like it is interesting. But like I I'll say that one thing I I thought was kind of a waste, and really they didn't have to. I I feel like they could have done a better story besides this like horrible lazy B story of or or even like C or D story of um black market organs like that was to me that felt so lazy and like everything they did with that yeah and the thing is like when they started doing that i'm like okay so that's like the catch here is they're not doing this for free they're actually selling off these organs after they murder everybody and that's how they have all this money to throw around and then you find out like oh no it's actually just a bunch of like creepy rich sociopaths that want to watch people that want to watch like poor people murder each other yeah yeah, and so, like, the, the whole black market thing had nothing to do with anything, except it was a method to get the the the, the cop noticed. And it was just, like, I, they, they could have done better. They could have, like, some of this they could have written, written and done better, and some I wish they had done better with, with the dubbing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell people to not watch it. But um, it's also not a thing that I'm going to be like, you have to watch this. This is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. So, Drew, you, yeah, like, you should really watch uh, Squid Game, Drew. Right up your alley. <laughs> Every, everything you like about scripted television is in this show. Yeah. No. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll also go out and say that I, I went into this a little bitter because I had a portion of it spoiled for me. And I was not happy about that. Man, just stop and, giving a shit about spoilers. No, I mean this. I this this little portion, like like it, although it is small, it is big. Like it doesn't play a major thing, but it all it doesn't. But it also does. Like it's hard to explain without saying what was spoiled to me. And so, like we'll get into it next week after Cobb finishes it. I'm sure. Uh, but it's just like that that kind of ruined it for me as well, knowing this little aspect. I and I can understand that just because of the way this show handles things. Yeah. So um but yeah, that's Squid Game. I, I lost everything. All the documents are just gone right now. Uh Voices. You watched the Voices. Yeah. So it's a movie. Um it's apparently from, from twenty seventeen. Uh it's I'm sorry, 2015. I don't know why I said 2017. 2015. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, so it's it's starring Ryan Reynolds and Anna Kendrick? Just never fucking heard of this before. No, neither have I. Actually, according to Google, it's 2014. So it looks like it was released at like a film festival in 2014, but released wide 2015, I think is what I figured out. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah that's what, what it, it looks like. Um, so Ryan Reynolds um, has uh, schizophrenia, and it manifests... In his dog and his cat talking to him. <laughs> um, and basically his dog is all of like his good thoughts and intentions. And his cat is all of his bad, aggressive, like murderous intentions. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess it, it's it's not super well fleshed out in the movie. But he seems to have spent some time in some sort of like institute. Whether it was a correctional facility or like a mental institution. Uh, that he is now on like court ordered like therapy sessions and medication and stuff like that, and like a therapist like checks in with like his work and stuff. He works in the shipping department of a bathtub factory, mm-hmm. um, and he gets a crush on a girl that he works with, not Anna Kendrick's, um, somebody else, and um, accidentally murders her. Like that—that's literally the the plot of the movie. Um, and okay. and then he just proceeds to accidentally murder some more people as he just slowly spirals. Um. It's both funny and weird. 
Um, I honestly don't know if I liked it or not, to be honest. But, like, I'm not upset I watched it. Yeah. Uh, it's on HBO Max, though, so, like, if either of you guys want to watch just a weird fucking movie with two relatively big actors in it that no one's ever heard of, give it a shot. I, and, honest, it's it's funny, because it's like, they're not... Back then, in, like, 2013, 14, like, they, they, they were big. But not like the stars that they are now. Well, I mean, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, he was Deadpool at that point. He had done a bunch of other stuff. Um, that would have been like peak Anna Kendrick, though, because that's post Pitch Perfect, post that George Clooney movie she did. So like that was like Academy Award era for her. Okay, yeah, yeah. That 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 sounds like a, a stupid, silly movie that I honestly want in my yeah, watch. It ends with like the dumbest fucking um musical number. Um, but like in a good, like in a dumb good way. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's really weird. It just, the movie def the movie spirals as much as Ryan Reynolds character does by the end. And that's why I said, like, I honestly don't know if I liked it or not, but I, I'm not, I'm not sad I watched it. Like, it's not one of those movies where like I got done. I'm like, ah, that was a waste of my time. It was, it yeah. was at least entertaining. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the best movie ever, but like not awful. Yeah. Also, I think I'm just going to just skip the question because we we just rambled for like an hour and twenty minutes, and that seems like an like an okay show. Yeah, I I'm curious as to what this question was. Oh like. no, I was just going to grab a question off of that one spreadsheet. Oh, okay, okay. We just that uh, sense. We, we didn't. So little little how the sausage is made. None of us really had time to do a whole lot, so we didn't have a whole lot of like extra like games or anything to talk about. So I just threw that on there as like a well, if we need to fill time, like we have these random show topic questions we can throw in. Yeah, yeah, we had, uh, we had quite, I, I had to help Eric, I had such a busy Saturday, friggin', I had to wake up at 8 o'clock, start making strombolis, then go to my brother's and help him, which still isn't done, and then come home and finish making the stromboli, and then go to my friends for their going away party, that on Saturday, I was just dead, and just, like, couldn't function. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I, and I just had no energy for anything during this last week. Yeah, which, like I, like I was saying earlier, I worked all weekend, so, and it wasn't even, I was supposed to be on a project basically this weekend that was just, it was a, my boss actually sent a message that said, are you, to, to the people who sold this project, are you guys aware this whole thing is a dumpster fire? <laughs> um, to, to just show you the level, it was a migration that apparently like was not planned for correctly. It wasn't our migration. We were basically contracted as like extra help for another company. And the company who was who wanted the migration did not provide the company doing it any information they needed ahead of time. Of course. Yeah. So like it was just everybody was fucked. Um our Saturday it was supposed to be like me and another guy from my company calling people, doing a remote reset for them on like online, and then doing the same thing on Sunday. And Saturday ended up being a bunch of conference calls with these guys and with my boss. And then calling all the people we had scheduled on Saturday to basically be like, hey, sorry, this is postponed. Somebody will call you eventually. Um, and then peop those people are still being called today. Like, I spent all day today at their office helping, like, do like try and, like, dig out of this just hole. And, oh, Jesus Christ. It it was rough. It's been a, it's been a rough, like, four days. Yeah, I can, uh, I can get that. Ugh. But, anyway, have either of you guys started Saga yet? Nope. No. I didn't think so. You no. fucking slacker. Look, we, we've, I've got, I've, we've got time. I, uh, you have a week. Be able to, yeah, that's plenty of time to read it. Read, read two volumes of the comic. For Drew. 
I, I read I read comics pretty quickly. And honestly, I believe Eric owns them, so I think I might ask him if I could just borrow them. He of- he does own the issues. I know for a fact he yeah. at least owns the first twelve, unless he has gotten rid of comics. No, I think he still he should still have them as long as they're easily uh, gettable. Like I don't know if they're like in his back closet in his living room that's a pain in the ass to get to or whatever, but they're easily like if he can easily get to them. I might just ask him to borrow those instead of actually reading the digital version. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, if he has the first 12... Actually, let me just double-check that um, it is the first 12, because I, I know the... And there goes Kaylee barking at somebody. <laughs> oh, um, she's a good girl. Yeah, it's some somebody made the, had made the grievous mistake of walking past the house. <laughs> what a moron. Right. Sorry, I, I muted myself while, uh, while they finished barking. Um... Yeah, let me double check that uh, Saga Volume Two is the issues. I think it is because I think it, I think it should be up to issue twelve. Oh, why doesn't it say? Why doesn't this say? Come on, Emmett, work with. Me. Okay, no, there it is, seven through twelve. Yeah. So as long as you read up, it's issues one through twelve. Um, I actually I'm on I'm up to issue three. It's it's very good. I forgot how good this book was. It's fucking weird, but good. Nice. You guys are probably gonna hate it, but it's I think it's very good. Nice. But yeah, we'll see. Wait. That uh, that I guess book club reminder. Um, next week we'll be talking about Saga Volume One and Two, so up to issue twelve of the twenty twelve Image comic by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. It's on Comicsology Unlimited, and you can sign up for a free trial of that and read those two volumes on there, or you can go to your like local comic book shop, buy the trades or something. There's an omnibus that has a bunch like the first thirty issues, I think. So you know, there there are ways to read these comics. That are pretty fucking simple. Yes. But yeah, other than that, I guess that's a show. Do either of you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm gonna, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have anything. All right. Well, in that case, if you'd like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, you can go to your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart radio i think or something like that we're on a whole bunch of platforms you can go there rate us review us subscribe to us those things all help a whole bunch you can also find us on social media we are facebook.com slash one quest online or at one underscore quest on instagram and twitter our youtube channel is youtube.com slash one quest video and you can always send us an email to social at one dash quest.com otherwise we will be back we will be back next week with something else to talk about thanks for listening bye See you. Bye. Guys.